Okay, what's up, everybody? Where Scott here, <clears throat> posted up in a hotel room in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Man, what a trip! What a trip! Literally, literally, it's been quite a trip here. So, I had an opportunity here to just hop on real quick, and um, this internet in this hotel kind of sucks. So, I don't know how much of this you're gonna be able to see. I'm doing a recording if I need to, I'll just like upload it later or something. But, man, oh man, uh, so we're live on Rockfin and Twitter. Let's see. Let's see what's going on with Twitter. We're going to talk about Twitter a little bit today. Um, let's see if it's actually going out on it. You know, I've done live, so I use StreamYard, you know, for the back end here. And uh, it looks like it's going out and it looks like it's running pretty smooth. You know, StreamYard uh, has this issue sometimes, but, you know, um, it's going good. Cool. Well, this is fun. This is exciting. Uh, hello, everybody. Um, I'm not going to be able to, like, keep the same pace of the shows hitting like we have been for the last month and a half. You know, I've been like really just trying to get you like as much as I can. It's like, well, it was more of a, a product of like me literally just booking like three or four interviews a week. I was just like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. So, um, yeah, I was starting to like really, you know, maybe I was overdoing it a little bit, you know, it was a lot of work on my end, but that's fine. That's what I, I love this. I love this. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to do the rest of my life. So I don't care. I'm not complaining. But I just want to give you guys a heads up that it may not be the same pace. I'm just like, bam, awesome interview. Bam, awesome interview. Bam, awesome interview. Uh, for at least a little bit here. So as many of you know, or many of you may not know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on the road, dude. I'm doing it. I'm actually in action right now. I'm taking action, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm putting my money where my mouth is, and I pulled up my stakes, and I'm hitting the road. See, oh, dude, my southern accent's already starting. My southern accent's already coming out. <laughs> uh man it's funny i've had some interactions with some folks down in tennessee and it's like oh yeah southern accents dude i'm so excited so excited so yeah guys i'm moving to tennessee so now if you weren't if you aren't in the telegram channel you wouldn't even know that i'm going live right now and i don't even know if there's anybody watching let's see is everybody on rockfin nobody on rockfin but that's all right that's all right i know it's early um uh, you guys will catch you guys will catch the replay then all of you on the podcast you know big shout out so grateful that you guys are on this ride with me, you know, um, ah, man, I, you know, I, I want to talk to you, talk to you guys a little bit. I want to give you a recap of the trip so far. It's been pretty awesome. Very, very amazing. And, uh, you know, maybe just talk a little bit about the current events. I've been, uh, you know, as a, as a podcast podcast consumer, um, road trips are no problem whatsoever. I love it. I look forward to a nice, you know, six, seven hour stretch of driving because I've got lots of podcasts to listen to. So it's all good. It's all good. Um, definitely want to, you know, kind of the, the theme of the last week or so has definitely been free speech and censorship. You know, we've had some wins, we've had some losses. Um, we are seeing some crazy shit play out right now on Rockfin. Um, uh, some of you probably know what I'm talking about. So we'll talk about all that stuff. We'll talk about all that stuff, but, uh, yeah, guys. So currently in Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, it's, it's a little, it's a little ghetto from what I've seen, but that's all right. You know, um, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, maybe I've just been, I'm, I'm kind of like near the airport. I'm in a freaking super. Well, what do I expect? I'm in a super eight motel by the airport in Albuquerque. So of course my perception of it is going to be 
a little bit ghetto, but we did drive around on the outskirts a little bit. Uh, we were originally going to try and find a place to camp. Well, when I say we, for those of you that don't know, uh, traveling with my friend Zoe, who is moving to Texas and I'm moving to Tennessee and we kind of timed our trip so that we would could travel as a pack. Um, both headed to float fest float fest is this Friday, dude, day after tomorrow. I'm so excited. going to meet all these folks that I've, uh, you know, had the opportunity to interview and in real, and then to meet them in real life. You know, I'm super excited, man. I'm so excited. Like float fest is going to be awesome. Um, I've already met some folks, some of my virtual podcasting friends. I've, Got to meet them in real life, and we'll talk about that here shortly. But I uh, just want to give you guys a recap. You know, a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, I saw people taking action. I saw people pursuing things that may be perceived as frightening. I saw people doing things in their lives that were big. And I was looking at that, I'm like, I want a piece of that. So, you know, I want I want to maybe just, like, reach out and connect with anybody that's, like, if they have something heavy on their heart that you want to do that you, whether it's moving, you know, I mean, that may, may or not, may not be a thing. It's really fascinating how like I've through the course of this process, I've talked to a lot of people who live in some more of like what you would think of as like more Liberty minded States. And they are like, I want to go, I want to go do this. I want to go do that. So it's not like exclusive to people who live in crazy, like messed up, like blue States. Like it, it's not exclusive to everybody. Like, more than anything, this time has just kind of illuminated to us what's really important in life and what and and what can be cut away. And some of the things that we thought were so important, turns out they weren't shit and they're just meaningless. So, you know, my, maybe with me sharing my trip, it'll help you guys like realize that like, man, yeah, this is real. I really can do this. I really can do that. Um, I'm just super grateful in so many different ways about how like so many different aspects of my life lined up to make this possible. Like, it's so weird. Like it is expensive, you know? So I, I will have to say that, like, if you're going to move across the country, or if you're going to move a few States over or any of that, you're going to have to like probably save a few paychecks, a couple paychecks. Like ultimately this trip's probably going to just gas alone is probably going to be about a thousand bucks. You know what I mean? And, and we're, we're, we're taking, we're kind of bumming around. We're not going the most direct route. Um, so, you know what I mean? Like, but you're gonna have to save a little bit. Um, I'm just grateful that in my life that, uh, you know, this job I was working at, they were demanding that we worked overtime. So I was working like 60 hours a week for a good month and a half, two months. Right. So I was able to stack it and save. And, and that's what made this possible. And that wasn't even in the cards or in the plans, you know, when I was planning this trip, like, I, I mean, gas wasn't as expensive as it is now, but, and so I wasn't quite budgeting as much, but, um, Finally getting a reprieve from that, like we were, <laughs> uh, the person I'm traveling with wanted to meet some, meet a friend in, in Northern California in Shasta. And so, um, well, let's just get into it. I'll get into the trip, you know? So left Eugene, Oregon, you know, you've been, those of you that have been with Truthzilla and following my work for a while, you know, I'm in, I was in Eugene, Oregon in the belly of the beast in Portland's vaccine injured little brother, <laughs> as you know, I've been known to say. Uh, in the city of Eugene, baby. And uh, man, what a disaster that place is. And so uh, I managed to escape. I managed to flee. And I'm so grateful. But, you know, it's sad, though, too, at the same time that, you know, it saddens me quite a bit because Oregon, I was born in Portland. 
I've spent, I've lived my entire life in Oregon, man. Oregon has always been home to me. I'm an Oregon native. Um, I know that state pretty well. I've been to every corner of it. And uh, it's just such a beautiful state, man. Like you can literally, like particularly in Eugene, in Eugene, you're like literally a mile from every type of like geographical region. Like you could drive west and you're at the beach, you're at the coast. And Oregon coast has a very unique flavor. Um, if you ever get a chance to visit, I recommend it. It's great. It's been, it's particularly in the summer. If you can go hit Oregon in like June or July when it's like hot and sunny, oh my God, there's literally no place like it in the universe. It's the best. It's so fantastic. So you go west and you're at the beach. You go about an hour east, you're in the mountains, you're in Bend, you know, you can go skiing. You go like another hour, you're in the desert. You know what I mean? Uh, you got plush forests. Hunting, fishing, like everything outdoor related, it's just literal paradise. I cannot stress how beautiful and amazing Oregon is. But as a state, it has fallen. It has absolutely fallen politically. Um, and, and, you know, that's not even really the true, honestly. You know, it's kind of like this managed perception that we see, you know, like social media, for example, right? Where they try to keep us boxed in and make us feel like those of us that are like more liberty minded, right? They make us feel like we're the minority when that is just the absolute opposite of the truth. Most people are sane and rational, I think, maybe, but uh, I think a lot of people are scared. And what we've learned is that a lot of people are just codependent and they don't want their friends to perceive them as going outside the box. People don't want that, that on them. You know, it takes a special breed of us to kind of like put ourselves out there in such a way that says, no, 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 fuck all that. Nope, not doing it. So anyway, but that's that's the like the 90 oh gosh like 75% of the state of Oregon is like red like hardcore you go 10 miles outside of Eugene you go into the rural parts of like around surrounding uh Portland and it's all like red dude it's trump signs everywhere dude it's crazy and not to say that like you know I'm not like y'all know I'm not not like a trump guy I'm just saying like demographically it like shifts immediately and it's an interesting study you know like why is that what is the mentality of like city dwellers being like commies and then people that live in rural communities are like, you know, more conservative. It's interesting. It's an interesting dynamic. I think it literally has to do with the fact that, you know, it, it's like the being out, being out in the country, you got to do everything yourself. You know, you can't rely on anybody else. You're not trying to rely on anybody else. And then uh, the hive mentality of living in a city, and this is a whole thing. We can do a whole episode on it. We've talked about it before, you know, I mean, I think I feel like I have a, some sort of, sort of understanding as to what that's all about, at least intuitively. Um, let's see. Okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, we'll probably open up the phone lines here in a little bit. But anyway, so back to the story. So we got about, uh, so it was last Friday morning, I escaped Eugene, Friday the 22nd. Um, I drove down and met uh, my friend in Roseburg, and we headed out from there. So we drove all the way to Shasta, had lunch with her friend, um, and then headed to Tahoe. So the first night was in Tahoe. Um on the Nevada side, which is on Lake Tahoe on the Nevada side. And, and, you know, we've been kind of like pushing, haven't really been able to like stop and, uh, tour, you know, do the touristy thing too much. Although we've made some cool, interesting stops along the way, but, um, Tahoe, we, uh, went to the hard rock cafe casino and had dinner. Um, let's see. I, I gambled a little bit. I threw 60 bucks in. I pulled 60 bucks out, actually $61 out. So I made a $1 profit. I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. I put 20 in, lost it, 20 in, lost it. Uh, let's see, 20 in, lost it, 20 in, made 41 back. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to just at least 
break even, right? You pull the ticket, pull the ticket out, put another 20 in, got back up to 20, like got it, like lost it all, then got it back to 20. I'm like, all right, pull my ticket back. And like, yeah, so pretty much broke even at the casino. And then, yeah, and then I feel pretty good about that. Considering my background, you know, gambling was a big part of my addiction story for sure. So, you know, uh, you know, I had I had an accountability buddy, what we call an accountability buddy there sitting next to me. So we, we were, I was like, I, I was like, you know, I probably shouldn't be doing this, but I'm just going to do it just for the heck of it. So it was all good. We're good. Anyway. So, yeah, yeah. So Tahoe Hard Rock Cafe, which was kind of disappointing, dude. The Hard Rock Cafe in Tahoe is a little disappointing. Um, there wasn't that much memorabilia. It was just kind of like, huh. it was like a relatively small casino. Like it looked like. Gosh, like it was weird, dude. So I don't know. Wasn't that impressed? Wasn't that impressed? Like it's whatever. Uh, oh, and then like they had this like one restaurant that was like like eighty bucks a plate. I was like, no, dude. So we actually went to this restaurant across the street. I can't remember Harris. I think it was. I think it was Harris. We went over there and got a burger over this burger place there. So anyway, uh, Tahoe, neat, cool, awesome. You know, I did have this experience though. Okay, so when you're going to Tahoe, Tahoe's like at a pretty high elevation, kind of going through that whole part of this of uh, the country there's a lot of like mountains you're going up through the sierras um and uh there's this one part where we're like coming up to tahoe like coming up i think we crossed over into nevada and then we were like coming up to tahoe and like there's this big mountain there's a big mountain that gets you all the way to tahoe and like i'm in my truck right and i'm and we're driving it's just like a steep for like 10 15 miles just like steep almost like Watching my gas just going like as we're just like climbing this mountain that's just going on forever. And I'm getting all bent out of shape. I'm like, geez, what the fuck, dude? Fuck this mountain. Fuck this. Fuck that. Fuck everything. Fuck this. Gas money. Fucking bullshit. Right. I'm like losing my mind. Not losing my mind, but I'm just like to myself, just like, fuck, fuck. And then I had this light come on and something just clicked. And it's just like, no, dude. You don't get to complain about any of this. Look at you. You're literally doing like the biggest thing you've ever done in your life. Like you've never done anything like this ever. Look at this. You're in your new, your new truck, like your new to you truck, you know, a new used truck, you know, the type of truck that you've always dreamed of having. And you're on this adventure of a lifetime. You got all your stuff in the back and you're going to freaking Tahoe and you're just going to Tennessee to live your dreams, man. Like you don't get to complain about anything period and i snapped out of it and i just went immediately to like a state of gratitude i'm like oh gosh yes thank you thank you so much thank you so much and i've just been trying to ride that state of gratitude ever since i've just been like yeah there's been some like hiccups but like nothing really like absolutely nothing to complain about like pfft, nothing um but just trying to be just like just so grateful for this amazing opportunity and the universe is just aligned in so many different amazing awesome incredible ways so I just can't tell you how grateful I am. So that was cool. Um, yeah. But anyway, also, it was just kind of funny, like going through California. Uh, our friend, my friend I'm traveling with, wanted to hit up California, wanted to meet a friend in Shasta. And and of course, I had just some clever, like, smart things to say about that. I'm just like, oh, great. Yeah. Okay, California. Can we just like get in and out as quickly as possible? Can we just get out as quickly as possible? Like, I don't, I'm not trying to get searched in California, man. Like, <laughs> please, you know, and uh, that's all I'll say about that. But also, like, um, you know, the gas, the gas is just out of control, man. The gas is just out of control. It wasn't too bad in Northern California, granted. You know, it was like 550, something like that. But uh, <clears throat> just like, yeah, dude, like, 
trying to get out of here, dude, trying to get out of California as quickly as possible. So we got out over uh, after Shasta pretty quick and then came back around on the Nevada side through Tahoe. But then the next day we left Tahoe and next stop was Vegas. All right. So Vegas was awesome. But uh, but it was funny because I don't know what happened. Like, I have a feeling that perhaps Google does this thing. Their Google Maps does this thing uh, where they <laughs> where they like intentionally, maybe sometimes if you're not paying attention, I think they know if you're paying attention or not. And they'll like divert you to the most like like a place that's going to use up the most gas or something like that. Because we went on some wild goose chase. I don't even know what the hell I was doing. Like I plugged in Las Vegas from current location in Tahoe. And I feel like we just we weren't really on the right path, but because all of a sudden what it did is like kicked us back into California, like most of the stretch all the way to Vegas from Tahoe, like we were in California. I'm like, how the hell do we get back to California? This doesn't make any sense. They're like making us stop and like declare our fruits and stuff like all the time. I'm like, no, dude, like this is crazy. So that was weird, but uh, and maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just tripping. I haven't even gone back and investigated how that even happened, but. It, yeah, I was like trying to get out of California, but we spent most of the time driving from Tahoe to Las Vegas in uh, in California. And I was like, dude, I'm trying to get out of California as quickly as possible. Oh, no, 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 no. So, you know, that was a weird feeling, though, like leaving Oregon, crossing. We stopped, took a picture at the Bye Bye Oregon sign, right? And I said, come back soon. I'm like, I don't know, maybe. Maybe, man, like there's this recovery camp out in Eugene, you know, that I have a lot of friends that, that help put on and, and it's usually a really good time. And so I'll probably go, I've, I've told them I've kind of committed to going back and doing that, you know, maybe, maybe not this year, but you know, I'm going to try and go back and, and attend that at least. But for the most part, man, like Oregon and I, we've kind of like said our goodbyes. I've made peace with it. And that's that, that's that man. That's that. So, um, it's crazy. It's super crazy. So California, we ended up finally escaping California by California and uh, made it to Las Vegas. Now, Las Vegas was so off the hook, so off the hook, man. So I got to give just the biggest shout outs in the entire world to Steve Poikinen and Pasta Jardula over at Anarchy in the Morning AM Wake Up Show. Okay. Had me on two days in a row in their freaking badass new studio. So those of you that may not know, Steve, uh, originally from Slow News Day, you know, shout outs to Glory. I was on their show uh, the first day on Slow News Day. Um, and then uh, Pasta does the show, The Convo Couch. You know, these are big shows like on Rockfin. Like these are like some of the biggest shows on there, you know. And Steve is just such a legend, dude. I, and, and, and Pasta, dude, like that guy's next level. So next level. It's unbelievable, right? I was hanging out with legends, dude. And so they have, a, they have a place together in Las Vegas. You know what I mean? It's like this like legend castle. And uh, they were so nice and accommodating. Uh, they opened up their house to my friend and I. Uh, we had this like, like I have, a, I have an inflatable mattress. So we don't let my friend sleep on the inflatable mattress. I slept on the couch. Everything was good. You know what I'm saying? Like they just like opened up their living room and we just crashed there like a bunch of freaking like you know, like just some like refugees or something, but it was all, Oh, you know what? It was the combo couch. I got to sleep on the combo couch, right? Badass, ain't it? Huh? Huh? <laughs> uh, so those of you that may follow that show and pasta and his work, right? So they just, that's kind of their theme is they have the couch that they sit on him and his, his uh, co-host fee sit on the couch and they basically just chop it up. Right. With the green screen background. Um, you know, it was that particular show 
that kind of inspired me to like, dude, all you, you don't need like a fancy set. You just need like a couch or a chair and a green screen background. Like eventually we were trying to go that direction with Truthzilla and we were using the combo couch as the model for kind of the new look that we wanted to go with. So, um, yeah, but anyway, so I got to, I, I camped on the combo couch, you know, that was pretty cool anyway. So anyway, uh, but man, just what gracious, amazing, courteous, fantastic hosts. We had some awesome conversations. Uh, Steve was kind of like our concierge for the weekend. Uh, took us out in the mountain. We went hiking around with him and his badass dog, Gomez. Uh, it was just like the best the best time ever. Like, uh, took us to a comedy show that Saturday night. You know what I mean? Like, we had like kind of like the people. So, okay. So, he, he's got this amazing studio, right? Now, if you guys... So now you guys got to get in the Telegram channel. Here, let me do this. Let me do this little stupid thing. You guys got to get in the Telegram channel, okay? Uh, if you're not in the Telegram channel, you're missing out on so much, right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm posting stuff about the trip. I'm posting stuff about uh, live streams and uh, photos, all this stuff. So you guys, oh, I guess that was from when I had legit Matt on. I got all their information. Here, let's do this one. Okay. Um, anyway, so... Yeah, you guys got to get in the Telegram chat. T.me forward slash Rebunked Pod. You can stay up to date with everything about the show. Really important. And uh, and you, there's back and forth. You know what I mean? Like, we, I'm in there chatting with the people all the time. So, it's it's cool. It's cool. It's worthwhile, you know? Uh, anyway, so, what was I saying? So, anyway, so Steve uh, took us to a comedy show. Oh, yeah, the studio that they have, dude. It's so badass, dude. It's so, so, they rent an actual, like, studio space. It's all set up. Top-notch equipment. Top-notch cameras. They have a producer shout out to Ty shout out to Hunter um, big shout out. Like you guys have like the whole production thing going on. I, I went in there early the first day I was taking notes. I'm like, cause I, cause that's like my, you know, I just don't have the equipment, you know what I mean? But, but at least I have a little bit better idea of what, what it takes. You know what I mean? Uh, I want to be like expert level. I want to be like Adam Curry level on all this shit. I want to be able to like speak intelligently about all the software, all these settings, all these all the lingo, like I want to be, I want to be like, you know, top-notch audio engineer type stuff. You know what I mean? Video engineer, uh, production manager, all that stuff. Like I want to learn all this stuff. And so I learned a lot just from being in there. I was taking notes. I was taking pictures of like the equipment that they use, the type of cables, like everything. You know what I mean? So grateful for them for having me in studio to learn, you know, not only learn, but just to be on these legendary shows, you know? It was a lot of fun. I feel like we had some great conversations. So you guys want to go back. So it was the Sunday uh, if you just go to the Slow News Day channel, you can get both episodes uh, that I did. I did two days in a row. So Sunday morning, Slow News Day with Steve and Glory. Um, so badass. You know what I mean? Uh, finally got to connect with Glory. I think I was on there. I called, they did like a they did like a 300 episode kind of like free-for-all Zoom call, kind of like Union of the Unwanted, and I hopped on on that, which was fun. Um, but uh, but you know, I hadn't actually like I had did an episode with Glory before. So that was really cool. Um, and then the next day we did, I did the, the Anarchy in the Morning AM Wake Up Show with Steve and Pasta, which you can find on the Combo Couch or Slow News Day channel. So please go show them some love and some support. Um, you know, their show's great. I love their takes on things. Steve, you know, he, I feel, I feel like I'm probably more aligned with Steve's worldview for sure. Um, we have like, we have some fantastic conversations. It's just great, man. I just, but Regardless, at the end of the day, man, like there's just so much love and so much appreciation. And I just love people like Pasta who like, you know, he was giving me a hard time. It was funny because he was giving me a hard time. It was like, uh, 
you know, I would say he's he's probably more left for sure. And he admits it, you know. I don't have a problem with any of that, dude. I have zero percent problem with any of that at all. You know what I mean? If you're if you're like like just reasonable, reasonable. Maybe that's that's the secret is just be reasonable, dude. You know, he uh, was giving me a hard time because on my Instagram page, admittedly, there's a photo of me and a Make America Great Again hat. Okay. Now, in my defense, <laughs> I was at the freaking um, Reawaken America tour, right? And they had the 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 Make America Great Again hats, the red ones, right? Everyone knows what I'm talking about. And uh, and they had like they had like these newer ones with like fancy like with the number 45 on it. That that's like you know representative of you know the 45th president of the United States, and uh, I was like, no, 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 I don't want, I don't want the one with the 40. I want like the old school, like the one like before he was even president, like the actual one. You know what I'm saying? Like the the, the historical one. And, and they like went below the counter and pulled out these like oh these like like they were kind of like the 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 back stock or whatever. Um, I was like, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. I want the original one only because I want to put it in the time capsule. And I want, because that's going to be worth something like 80 years, dude, to fucking make America great again hat. Like, and to me, it's also, it's very uh, representative and symbolic of just that, that, that is an instrument of mind control. Think about it. Can you think of any relic or artifact from the last 10, 15, 20, 50 years that has more like stigma? Or just like the mind control factor alone is just so fascinating about that thing. Like you see a Make America Great Again hat. It's going to invoke such extreme emotions in the person that's observing it on either direction. Such extreme. Like if I go walking through downtown Portland with a Make America Great Again hat, it's going to be like that scene in uh, <laughs> Die Hard, Die Hard 3, Die Hard with a Vengeance, I think it was where uh, Bruce Willis is like walking through like whatever neighborhood in New York city with that sign, right? The, the little sandwich board, you all know what I'm talking about. It would be like that dude. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, it would be crazy. So like to me, it's just a, a fascinating piece of history. And I wanted to, I wanted to have it. And then my buddy who was with me, of course, bought one Mark shout out to Mark Johnson up at uh up. He's running for Clackamas County commissioner. So if you're in the Portland, Clackamas County area, please make sure you're supporting him. Vote for him. He's got some awesome stuff in the works. He sent me like a little commercial that he's working on. And uh, as soon as he's ready, we're going to drop it on our end too. But dude, big shout outs to Mark. Anyway, guys. So yes, so I have a photo on my Instagram of me and a Make America Great Again hat. And the caption says, win in Rome. You know, like I'm not like a MAGA dude at all, but like I think it's funny. I think it's funny. And I think just the historical significance of that hat is fascinating. So I freaking bought it and I wore it. I took a picture and I posted it on social media. So pasta was giving me a hard time. He like, we, he was like, he was like, yeah, we were having this conversation. He's like, I know you guys and you're January 6th. And like, like even Steve, like Steve came to my defense. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean? You guys like referring to me? Like, what do you mean you guys and your January 6th? Cause like, he's like, no, he's like, well, you have that make America great again. hat." I'm like, no, I know, dude, but it was just like, it was a goof. You know what I mean? Like, it was just whatever. Like, people that know, know. So maybe that's not the most best best way to represent myself on social media, but it is what it is. I think it's hilarious. So that's all that counts, right? So that was pretty fun. That was pretty fun. So, yeah, but regardless, dude, like, that's just the point of the whole thing is that, like, you know, pasta is such a warm, loving, awesome, amazing human being in so many ways, in all the ways. 
And I just, uh, I just can't say enough positive things about that experience being in studio on a podcast, like on a big podcast, like, dude, that was so much fun. Um, time flies and I feel like they were pretty good episodes. So I want to encourage everybody, please go check those episodes out. A lot of fun. Um, and just seeing what goes on behind the work, like seeing these real professionals, dude, like real professionals, like they have a show at 7am Pacific time. And so I got to see Steve, like Steve wakes up at four in the morning, dude. And he's, he's, and, and if not working on it the night before he's, uh, you know, aggregating articles. I saw how they got to do a lot of the back end stuff, like using a Google doc so that all the production team can be on the same page in terms of like clips, articles, all that stuff. Great idea. Beautiful. Um, you know, so, uh, but yeah, Steve's up at like four in the morning, like making the thumbnail, making sure all the production notes are in line. Like these are real professionals. I'm like, oh damn. Okay. I see what it takes. I see what it takes. So very inspiring. Seeing you seeing the setup with the cameras, you know, having multiple camera angles, multiple cameras set up the equipment. I'm just like, damn, you guys aren't messing around. And just what a gift, like these guys, like they deserve, like what, what a beautiful thing to have that level of success, to be able to do that full time. Wow. It's like every boy's dream. You know what I'm saying? So good on them, dude. And they have a very impressive show, impressive operation. And I can't say enough positive things. And so thank you guys so much for having me on. Just, uh, yeah, it's just amazing, man. Actually, I'm cutting into their time right now. I think that they're, uh, I think that they're live right now. So they're, if, if you want, you go, go check them out. As soon as this stream's done, I'm probably not going to go very much longer. But uh, yeah, hop over to, uh, as soon as you're done with this, hop over to freaking Slow News Day. Watch their morning show. It's fantastic. So let's see. So yeah, from there, we went from uh, Las Vegas. We said our goodbyes. And actually, we went, so I went into the studio again for the AM Wake Up show on Monday. And then uh, after, I was on for the first hour, and then I took off. Bam, took off. So from there, we went to Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, a friend who I'm traveling with got to meet up with another one of her friends down there because she was living in Phoenix for a while. And uh, <clears throat> and uh, let's see, we went out to dinner and we ended up camping out in like some Maricopa County Park, just pitched a tent, bam, good, done, awesome. Uh, went to a Raptor Center, which was pretty rad. Uh, I got to see a bald eagle, a baby bald eagle, which now baby bald eagle is still about that big, still was like about two and a half feet tall, <laughs> like huge. Like, and when they say baby, it was like, they said it was like 18 months to two years. It had lead poisoning, which is interesting. Uh, I guess that there's a lot of like, you know, they found it in an area where there's a lot of, you know, people go out target practicing a lot. And so I didn't even realize this, but like birds get poisoned from the amount of lead that's in the area. So yikes, didn't know about that. So anyway, so yeah, baby bald eagle was, uh, but they nursed him back down to zero lead count so that was cool but anyway you guys i got pictures i got pictures. well actually i haven't posted the pictures of the raptor center yet in the telegram but if you guys get in the telegram t.me forward slash rebunk pod you'll be able to see all the pictures and everything from uh from the trip and uh just stay up to date with the show all right uh let's see so from there we left phoenix yesterday morning um drove to yeah pretty much just Took an easy pace yesterday and uh made it to albuquerque a little after dark we we're gonna camp again but um, the one camp place that we went to that we, that I was trying to get to like BLM campground, like a uh, Bureau of land management campground. And, uh, didn't quite like the place that ended up like taking us to, was like still like within city limits. Like this was just some park and like definitely not BLM land. So ended up getting a hotel last night, just last minute. Cause we were kind of burned out and just whatever. So 
yeah, but it was good. Worked out great. I was able to check in with you guys here. So yeah, that's where I'm at, dude. Currently in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, we're trying by Thursday, trying to get to just outside of Goss, Texas, where Float Fest is. Okay, so it's a little bit past Austin, I believe. Um, so got uh, so we're gonna try and uh, find a place halfway between Float Fest and where and Albuquerque currently somewhere in Texas. So we're gonna be crossing into Texas today after we leave this morning. Super excited, dude. Um, I, I've been uh, I budgeted a little bit to get myself some boots and a hat. I got to get some cowboy boots and I got to get a cowboy hat, but I've been waiting to like go to like a thrift store or something in Texas, right? Do it right. So, um, yeah, man. So we're going to cross over into Texas today and it's like, we just crashed. So, so Arizona like is very rigid about their time zone. Like they are Pacific time and they don't do daylight savings. They're like, fuck all the rest of you. We don't care. We don't care what your time is. This is our time and it doesn't change period. Sorry. I kind of like that. So even though we were progressing, eastward uh we were pretty i've been in pacific time this whole time so it was about six o'clock last night we crossed over into new mexico into mountain time and bye-bye pacific time never gonna be in pacific time ever again never gonna live in pacific time ever again there's really nothing for me there in pacific time it served me so much it's given me this life beyond my wildest dreams there and i have a lot of gratitude for it but uh you know and there's nothing left for me in pacific time so mountain time currently and my new home is going to be in central time. So got another time zone to go before I'm home. I'd be a good country song or a good song right there. Um, another time zone to go before I'm home. Got a lot of songs I'm kicking around right now, guys. And it's just, uh, I'm hoping for just like a brand new renaissance of just creativity bursting out. It's particularly in Nashville, dude. Like I've, I've got a room for, I, I just put some money down on a room, like literally in downtown Nashville, dude. Like what a trip. Now, I know like out of the frying pan into the fire sort of thing, maybe just a little bit like uh, going to be in the middle of a gigantic city. All right. All right. Yeah, I get it. Housing was a little more difficult than I thought. I thought it was going to be maybe just a matter of just like, you know, just finding a room for rent on Craigslist, but it turns out it was a little bit more difficult than that. Uh, my friend who's out there right now, you guys know Tess, Testimona, um, who is, who she was on the show. We were talking about maybe getting a place and uh, we, we, put some effort into that, but found out that like, man, shit is expensive. And the places that she did go and check out were just like, they were like scams basically. And so, uh, found that it may be easier to go and find places individually, like a room for rent individually. And I was lucky that I, I, uh, well, funny story on that. Well, I'm going to save that story for another day, but, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, grateful. I found a spot, actually a listener shout out Judd dude. So a friend, a uh, listener reached out, and originally offered like, you know, hey, if you need a place to crash until you find a place, you know, you're more than welcome to crash here. I'm like, hey, that's great. You know, and so then Adis, buddy Adis, shout out to Adis, modernretroradio.com, everybody uh, also made the same offer. So I was just like going there, like, just like, dude, hell yeah. Like I already got like two crashes to couch on if I need to, till I find a place, it's all good. And then Judd basically said like, hey, well, actually, you know, we do have a room for rent. Like it's a little bit more expensive than what I was looking for. But at the same time, it's like bam, I'm just going to lock it in, be there for the time being and uh, kind of get my bearings. I'm going to start networking. And really the goal obviously is to get somewhere more rural, like off, like outside of the city. Uh, so, but I feel like those types of positions, they're not like as advertised on like a Craigslist type of deal. So one of the things I really, really, really want to start doing is like doing meetups again, freedom cell meetups, um, 
yeah, and just just kind of like just get get plugged in, plugged into the the whole Liberty community down here. So really, or you're down there, right? Oh man, it's gonna be a trip. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, you guys. I got Float Fest starting Friday. Um, can't wait. Super excited. I'm gonna try and do some streams. It sounds like they have like the capability of doing live streams out there. So. I don't know who knows who I'm going to run into, who knows who I'm going to hop on the mic and the camera with. So we'll see. I got all my equipment, uh, like mobile, like in a backpack, like ready to rock. So I can just like drop it down anywhere and just bam, start recording. So super grateful, super stoked. Uh, yeah. So uh, just, just some quick, like whatever current <laughs> event shit, like a um, couple things that have been on, like just in the idea of like, just in the vein of like censorship and free speech. Um I'd say the first thing that really popped out to me is like, you know, so many of us actually, let's do this Well, So that, thank you guys for listening to my, uh, my, my rant. Uh, what I'm going to do is I don't know if there's anybody watching. Um, actually, yeah, we got some folks on Rockfin watching. What's up? What's up? Uh, let's see. I'm going to open up the phone lines here. If anybody wants to call. Um, I don't know how to tell if anybody's watching on Twitter, but we're going to talk about Twitter a little bit. And just cause everybody's talking about Twitter. Why not? Right. Let's do this. Call in number 541-357-6424. I have no screener. It's just me. If you want to call, you can call and uh, chat. But uh, sitting here in the hotel room in Albuquerque, I'll just see my phone ringing, and then I'll, I'll hit accept, and then you'll be live on the show. So um, 541-357-6424. It'll be fun. Like, this is this is on you, you guys. Let's, let's, let's do a little call in action. Say, hey, it'll be fun. All right, anyway. I'll just do some quick takes on like what we got going on. So, so here's, here's something. So a lot of us, and you can call in about anything, man. You can call in about whatever's going on in your life. Like, you know, if you've got questions or, you know, whatever, something you want to talk about, I'm down for whatever. So um, anyway, so just crazy, dude. So a lot of us, you know, me in particular, I've made my home at Rockfin, you know, I've, I've kind of ever since like Truthzilla, the Truthzilla days, I've always kind of just like said, Rockfin is my home. Rockfin 100% is my home. Uh, just because I always knew that like they weren't going to hassle us. They weren't going to give me any issues. You know, they're, they're going to let me say what I want to say. And I've literally never had any issues. Zero, zero percent issues at all. Nothing but positive, amazing things to say about Rockfin. And, uh, and, and, you know, they've been good to us. They've been really good to us. You know, all of the team, I just freaking love everything that, 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 that Rockfin is all about. Um, the community that's built here, all the people, the audience. I feel like there's something really special going on here with Rockfin. I feel like there's a lot of uh, opportunity. There's a lot of things that, that like this, this platform, I feel grateful to like kind of be, even though like with this new show with Rebunked, I'm kind of like starting over from scratch. You know what I mean? Trying to build an audience, still trying to reach out to the truth of the audience, be like, hey guys, I got a new show. Come on, check it out. I feel like I've, I've left a lot of people in the dust. So that's up to you, you guys. Like, please spread word, spread the word about the show. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, those of you that just joined, saw a couple of people pop in on Rockfin. So we're doing call-ins right now. If you want, it's 541-357-6424. Give me a call. I got my phone sitting right here to keep an eye on it, see if it rings, and you'll be live on the show. Um, yeah, Rockfin, man. Like, I just have so much love for everybody. The team's been so helpful. Uh, you know, the marketing team. Uh, the, the, the tech team, um, you know, some of the folks that are just, just everybody, everybody I've interacted with has just been fantastic across the board. Zero complaints about rock and rock fan on my end. Now I do have a little bit of a concern that I have to express, uh, about rock fan. Okay. Um, now there's a particular content creator on the website on rock fan and, uh, you know, 
he is very controversial. He's been deplatformed off of every single other service, you know, obviously YouTube, PayPal, like everything, Twitter, like you can't, like he can't be, basically he can't be touched. And so whenever there's a, there's a liberty minded platform that like, like bitch. So, so we're talking about Owen Benjamin here. Okay. So all of you may or may not be familiar with Owen Benjamin. I don't know what your familiarity with him is or his style of comedy, but uh, yeah, he's very controversial in the sense that, you know, yeah, he's 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 like uses the old like Dave Chappelle model where it's like everybody gets or the South Park model, everybody gets excoriated, everybody gets scorched to the extreme without exception, without exception, and without mercy. Okay, and it's 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 racially charged humor. It's uh, it's very <laughs> like it's intense, but it's it's very intense. But you know, there's no hate. That's the that's the whole point. Is that it's not hate, dude. In fact, his live streams, he does like three or four hour live streams like every day. And and just, you know, a big element of the show is the back and forth that you do that he does with the audience, with the people in the chat, right? And like that's like that's like half like 75% of the show is the back and forth interaction that he does with the audience, right? And so many of the people in the chat in the audience are the people, are are the people that in his comedy, he is ripping on mercilessly, and and everybody loves it, and everybody's having a good time. There's no hate, dude. In fact, it's it's like one of those things where, you know, it's like it, as soon as we start like playing with kid gloves and start like choosing not to to make fun of this particular demographic, well, that's because we're looking down on them and we perceive them as less. No, we perceive everybody on the same platform. We love everybody equally. That way, that therefore everybody deserves the same level of just ruthless making fun of. I mean, that makes sense to me, but a lot of people perceive it as hate. And apparently, what I my understanding is that Rockfin um, is taking the position of it being from a place of hate and have told him that they are removing his channel. And so I'm just like, what? Rockfin? What are you doing, dude? Oh, you can't be doing that. Man, you cannot be taking people down dude you cannot be taking people's channels what is this there's no call for violence there's like you know i mean there, there, there are lines i'm sure right but dude what are you doing you have a brand you have you know you have to you have to live you have certain expectations that you have to live up to like bit shoot doesn't give a shit odyssey doesn't give a shit what are you doing come on rockfin you can't cannot be taking people's channels dude so i don't know how that's gonna play out <laughs> and you know i would recommend if you kind of want some more backstory into what's going on or if you've never heard of owen benjamin you have no idea what i'm talking about one of the things that i would suggest doing is go to he they put out a couple of documentaries um called building bertaria buildingbertaria.com is a great place to start to kind of get an idea of what Owen's all about, right? Buildingbearterry.com, two fascinatingly well-produced documentaries because he's doing what I, I perceive to be what needs to be done. It's all about like, we don't need to like go fight these demons at their doorstep. We can literally just turn around and go build our own society, really. You know what I mean? Wherever you're at. And that's the idea of Beartaria is the idea of like you could build your Beartaria wherever you're at. Even if you live in a high rise apartment in downtown Manhattan, you can still put some plants in the window and that's your Beartaria. You know what I mean? 
it's like like you take steps towards independence and removing your reliance on these systems you know it's something you hear me talk about all the time so when i came across Bertaria, i'm like oh this is exactly what i'm talking about you know they have an app the Bertaria times app Bertaria times app that i've been able to network with so many awesome amazing people on and that's like a very uplifting social media app you're not allowed to post anything related to like politics or covid or any of that bullshit it's all just people crushing just people like posting you know their homestead or they're starting businesses and it's just this culture of just like people going above and beyond and doing big things in their lives and i freaking love that so anyway and then there's all the comedy and all the funny stuff too so buildingbertaria.com it's a two-part documentary and you really get a sense of like what it's all about and then if you want to know what's going on with rockman i recommend going and watching the, the last two days of the of owen shows <laughs> And, and yeah, you'll get a fat dose of what that's all about. And that's uh, the episodes from like, uh, let's see, what was that? Um, you'll see Rockfin is in the title of both of them. It was from yesterday, the 26th, and then on the 25th, you'll see two days in a row. And who knows? It's like this ongoing saga of like, 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 oh, like it's crazy because like Owen, you know, this is before I got into him. So I'm not really, I don't really know the full story, but like he got kicked off of Patreon, right? And then he sued Patreon. He took them to court over it. Like he went balls to the wall against these guys. And so, you know, on his streams, and that's the other thing too, is like he's built his own platform. He has his own subscriber-based platform. He also puts it out for free, but he also gives you the option to subscribe for five bucks a month, right? And, uh, you know, he has his own infrastructure. He has his own platforms. He makes plenty, he, he has plenty of income. You know, he he has the income to support himself. He doesn't need Rock Band. And so that's why he's taking this stance like, you, like, you need me. I don't need you type of thing. And so, you know, he literally can come at them from a different position than I would maybe be able to take against Rockfin. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though I would stand my ground, you know, that would just, that would be a huge loss. You know what I mean? That would be like a devastating loss. And so, you know, so that being said, I don't know, man, this is one of those things like, okay, so like, I'm not on Patreon now. I'm not on Patreon anymore. Like with this new show, like we were trying to like, as a team at Truezilla, we were trying to figure out a way to exit out of patreon in response to like you know the censorship that they cracked down on on particularly for us it was james corbett ryan christian the last american vagabond and whitney webb we were like dude we gotta get off this shit like i don't feel i don't feel good about supporting this platform so we were in the process of coming up with an exit strategy but we had a bunch of subscribers and so it was like and, and the feedback we were getting from subscribers on there were like you know we don't like other platforms we don't like subscribe star because there's not an app that i can just click on and listen to and so and I get that. And so like we were, it, it would have been like a disservice to our listeners, but we were trying to like figure out a way to navigate that. So anyway, you know, and, but I'm not on Patreon this round on this, on, on rebunked because of that, because I don't want to support them in their bullshit. Right. Um, and, and so this is an ongoing saga with Rockfin and Owen. Right. And so like, I'm watching it play out. He's taking a very hard stance and he, he's like just scorch earth type policy because that's the type of guy he is you know he's like you know he's literally scorching the earth i'm even surprised that he still has a channel on there like because he's he's not he's been pretty ruthless in punching back against uh people at rockfin and so if you want if you want to hear it you know it's probably worth a listen just to kind of get a sense about what's going on uh the episode of his on the 25th and the 26th and so I just think it's it's a bummer, dude. It's a bummer because that's just red flags, dude. If 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 you if you guys are gonna censor people, if you're gonna take people down, if you're gonna like delete their channels, 
while the, while you know other other platforms seem to not really care right what does that say man like i i don't support that at all i don't know what to, to what extent like i i like my my heart my gut tells me like if, if they start taking channels down then i'm just i'm not going to support a platform like that you know what i mean like again i haven't made the determination as to whether i mean rockfin's my home man I, i've sent i spent like I've, I've planted my flag firmly at rockfin and i've spoken highly of it since day one but as, if they start taking down content creators man i don't feel good about supporting that i don't so i'll have to definitely have a decision to make um I definitely, definitely, definitely will have a decision to make, and I'm not sure what that decision is going to be, but I will be very, very much leaning towards uh, just finding alternatives and just, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't want to commit to anything at this point, but I will not feel good about it, it's, you know, because what are we doing? What are we doing if we're taking down if we're taking down channels on Rockfin? Then we're no good. We're no we're no better than the other guys, right? And uh, you know, like one of the things Owen said that really stood out to me was this: like, you know, you're small tech, dude. Like you, if you're already doing this as a small tech, like as your company continues to scale up, what are you gonna do when you're big tech, dude? You're gonna be no different, no better than the other guys, right? And you, you guys know how I feel about this shit. I'm just not gonna stand for it. So, you know, like I said, I'll have a decision to make, and I, and I just hope. My prayer and my hope is that, you know, Rockfin changes its position on this. I really, really hope that Rockfin kind of like mm, realizes that that that's not the way they that's not the direction we want to take things at all, you know. So, yeah, so that's crazy. But yeah, so anyway, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. I could probably go on for a lot longer, but uh, um, let's see. Let's see. My friend went out to go get something fixed on her car. Like, give me 15 men's. All right. So we're going to go 15 men's. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. All right. All right. So anyway, last thing I want to touch on you guys is just in the same idea of free speech and censorship would be just, you know, everyone's talking about the Elon Musk thing. Everyone's talking about the Twitter thing. And, uh, and so, you know, more will be revealed there. You know, I think the consensus amongst the, uh, <laughs> the the conspiracy community obviously is like uh so wait a minute so you got the guy who's trying to implant brain chips in our head who gets all of his money from the u.s government from darpa who makes all of his money through this carbon credit hustle who doesn't like crypto who, who like like takes environmental stances against bitcoin like he, this guy's like got more red flags than a freaking like like a Xi, Xi Jinping rally, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like red flags all over the place. Okay. Now what I'm seeing is I'm seeing like I talked about this on the show with Slow News Day. You know what I mean? But what I'm seeing is the same thing that happened with the whole Trump thing. You guys recognize it for what it is. It may seem on its surface like ah oh, they're gonna save us. They're gonna save us. This is this is the person that's gonna come and save the day. Dude, this guy's deep, man. He's, well, on any given day, maybe the most or the second most richest guy on the world that they publicly let us know is the richest guy in the world. Like, yes, there's families and people that are off the books that don't even have birth certificates or anything that are so much wealthier, like quadrillions, dude, quadrillions, trillions beyond belief, okay? But but on paper, you know, on the public-facing type of individuals who, uh, you know, who, who 
who they let us know are wealthy individuals. He's at the top of the pyramid, right? So, geez, just just be careful, man. Like, I don't know. I, I'm holding out just like maybe a scrap of hope. Like, I don't want to completely, completely just turn my back on it. I'm going to leave a little, I'm going to reserve a little bit of hope. But at the same time, dude, like, mm, I don't know about this, man. What I'm seeing is the same thing with Trump, okay? So, like, with Trump, just, just, just go back. Let's do a little time travel back to 2015, 2016, and even, like, the 2020. Even all the way up through Operation Warp Speed, all the way up through the lockdowns and everything, and Julian Assange and everything still. The blinders were on thick. Like, oh, no, he's going to save us. Oh, any day now. Any day now he's going to save us. Any day. It's going to happen tomorrow. You watch. Watch, watch, watch. It's going to happen. Right? <laughs> I mean, am I right? All right? <laughs> I was one of those guys too, man. I was one of those guys too. The longest time. Uh, so, <laughs> maybe not. I, I was saying the same thing about the Q thing, though. You, I'm on record. You go back and saying like, okay, well, there's something fishy going on here. But I reserve the right to be a little bit hopeful here. I, have, I reserve the right to be a little bit hopeful. I'm, I'm keeping an eye on it. I'm watching it with curiosity. I'm keeping an eye on it from a distance, I think is what I was saying. And I'm going to do the same thing with Twitter. I'm going to keep an eye on it from a distance. Like, mm, maybe, maybe. And uh, maybe that's kind of a cop-out with me, you know, like not taking a firm stance on it because I know deep down that this is not what we want. I mean, like, like Elon is not, you know, on our side at all. He's, it's the same. Okay, so like, think about it, right? So whether you have a Barack Obama or a Donald Trump or a Joe Biden in office, it doesn't matter because the agenda keeps carrying on the policies and the things that impact us like this regime the unelected officials all these things they've been able to continue on and continue to march forward uninhibited so it doesn't matter who's in who's at the top because the agenda continues to move on and what we're seeing here is like now the doors open for so many different things you know uh that 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 is just kind of alarming. Okay, now now what I've been saying is, and then I said on the Slow News Day show, it's the idea of the false idol. Okay, this this person that you idolize is is that's dangerous. You guys just be so careful with that. Be so careful with that because I mean I'm speaking to myself too because you know there's a huge part of me that wants to just fall back and be like, oh thank you Elon, say here to save me and just like riding on this fluffy little cloud of hope because Elon's here to save all of us, right? I mean you know. That's very easy. That's very appealing. And I just, you know, maybe that just gets me through the day. I mean, I don't know. And it, but that also puts on the blinders and it removes my ability to, to have discernment. And that's a dangerous place to be. So the idea of the false idol, okay? Think about it this way. Here's what they do is they take a person and they present them to you on a silver platter and be like, here you go, everybody. Here is your savior, your new savior. Here's the person that's going to fix all your problems. First of all, we're going to create all these massive problems in your life. We're going to make your life so unbearable and so just painful and ugly and everything. Hey, I got you guys. Phone lines are open. 541-357-6424. Come on now. What's going on? Hit me up. Let's do this. I see you guys watching Rockfin. At least drop a comment in the chat. Come on now. What up? Oh, what? Come on. All right. See, I dropped a comment in the chat. How hard is that? <laughs> anyway, all right. So, you know, here, here's this, here's this person that's gonna save. You know, we've already made this world so just ugly and intolerable. But uh, we're gonna prop up this guy, and he's gonna come and save it, save you, save you from your own misery. 
and uh, he's going to say free speech. He's going to do all these things, right? And then once you buy into that, like you're like Donald Trump. Donald Trump, he's going he's gonna to drain the swamp. All these people that have making, made your life such living hell, he's going to make sure that they're held accountable and they go to justice, right, and all this shit, right? They make all these promises and they, they promise you all these things and they're going to hand you the world. And they're going to fix your life and they're going to fix all of your problems. But then what happens? Not only does it not fix your problems, but now you got this whole new set of problems. And here's how they do it is they put you, they put this false idol, this, they prop up this individual and that they get you all above this person right here. You just, they, they get you obsessed with this person. And then what they can do is they can just steer this person in any direction that they want. If they want this person to go over here, like, let's say like, watch, for example, I know a lot of people in the conspiracy community have been saying like, they're going to they're going to start demanding some sort of like digital ID as verification for the fact that you are, in fact, a human on Twitter. So there you go. We've just taken one more incremental step towards some sort of like universal digital ID, which they already have and are very adamantly working. Like it's like that's what this whole COVID-19 thing has been all about, or at least one of the many agendas that have been able to be implemented is the idea of like having a universal digital ID slash social credit score slash digital dollars type of deal. Right. And, you know, what if like with this whole Twitter thing, like they're all sitting back like, yeah, son of a bitch. We didn't actually have to do the whole pandemic thing. We should have just bought Twitter and made them verify their own identity. Shit. We didn't have to do all that. No, dude, you just had to buy Twitter. So be careful, guys. Be careful. This could be one step towards your overall complete enslavement. Maybe they're going to require you have a Neuralink brain chip and drive a Tesla. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, dude. So just be very careful, okay? Like, I personally have not seen much of a difference. Like, I'm live streaming on freaking Twitter right now, and uh, I don't think anybody's watching on Twitter. I made a tweet last night. I didn't get any more exposed. Maybe I just suck. Maybe I just suck, and I don't have very many Twitter followers. But, uh, you know, I was hopeful, hoping, like, maybe, like, I'd make a tweet and the floodgates would open. I'd get, like, a 1,000 likes and retweets, but no, it didn't. It, that didn't happen. And, of course, uh, I'm keeping an eye out. For, for my boy, the real Alex Jones, I'm waiting for that account to be reinstated. <laughs> uh, and, and if it does, then maybe I'll be like, hmm. That's kind of like the, the the litmus test, okay? You say what you want about Alex Jones, okay? Whatever. You guys know that I'm, I'm, I love his style. I love his shit. It's fantastic, right? He's inspired me in many, many different ways for whatever. I know he's got his – he's deeply flawed and is wrong on a lot of stuff. But at the same time, dude, I, can, I can't help it. He's kind of the litmus test, though. You know, whenever I like transit, like for a while there, I was using Castbox as a as a podcast player. They started just doing ads, dude. Every time you click on something, an ad pops up. So I'm like, I'm done with this, dude. So I was looking for a new podcast app, and I downloaded a few. And kind of the litmus test is whether or not they have, excuse me, the Alex Jones RSS feed. And so Podcast Addict, I've been using Podcast Addict, and it takes a little while to get used to the interface, but once you do, dude, it kicks ass. Like they aggregate uh, shows off like Odyssey. So you can like download Odyssey uh, clips. And so kind of the litmus test for me is like if they, if Alex Jones is allowed to exist on whatever this platform is, then it's to me, that's like they're on the level. Okay. They're at least not, not on the level. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm like Owen Benjamin. I listen to his show periodically on uh podcast addict as well. So um, anyway, man, yeah, crazy shit in the world, man. Like, I, uh, looks like we're gonna be hitting the road here. I just got a text from my friend. Um, the car is fixed. We're ready to rock and roll. Headed to Texas. 
Uh, I just want to check in with you guys and let y'all know that, uh, see, I'm saying y'all again, like I'm, I'm in that Southwest. I'm about to get into the real South here very shortly. And I'm so excited. So excited. No more Pacific time, no more Pacific nonsense, but I still got a lot of love for everything. So nobody called the show again. That's fine. One of these days, one of these days, one of these days, I'll give you a couple more minutes. Call in 541-357-6424. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, false rally check in the chat. What's up? Yeah. Guys, give me a call, dude. Call in show 541-357-6424. You'll be live on the show right now. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, you guys. I'm just, uh, I'm super grateful for this. I'm grateful for all of you. Oh, I guess. Okay. So I can officially announce this, I guess. Uh, I can't even believe I didn't start the show with this. I've been so used to like keeping it close to the chest, but uh, but I guess I'll, I'll just say it here. So, and I and some of you know I've I've talked to some of you folks, but but uh, okay. So a big part of this move to to Tennessee, I uh, I was looking at different. I, I kind of settled on Tennessee just because um, I was looking at some of the free states, Texas, Florida, all that stuff. I and I talked about this on the Slow News Day show. So apologize if it's a repeat, but anyway, so uh. I was looking at different places. I got plugged in with the Freedom Cell Group down in Chattanooga, which is like southeast Tennessee. Um, and so I was kind of looking at Chattanooga as a destination. I'm like, okay, yeah, Chattanooga, bam, going. Sounds great. Right by Georgia, you know, uh, just whatever, man. Like it just it felt right. It felt like this whole time Tennessee has just felt right. And I have friends there. I have contacts there. And so it just kind of felt right. And I'm like, I'm just going to do it, man. I'm just going to do it. So uh, Tennessee has been the destination. But then – I did this, you know, episode one of Rebunked is with uh, the legendary Ryan Christiana, the last American Vagabond. Uh, we all know him. We all love him. Probably the best, one of the best, God, I'm going to say like the best coverage throughout the whole COVID thing. By far the, the best. Just every day, you know, he's just like, he's an absolute legend. And uh, so I wanted to get him and Sam on on the first, you know, couple episodes and the way it worked out. He was episode one. Ryan Christian, I'm always, I'm so proud of that. That that will always be the the pilot episode of this new show because, uh, yeah, he's one of my people. He's like literally the person that I like. I, I talk a lot about Alex Jones, but I would say like in terms of just like integrity and, and journalistic, you know, prowess, like I look up to Ryan Christian above and beyond probably anybody else, period. You know, what he does and what he's built is just such a powerful, amazing thing. And his standard and uh, the way he presents his information is literally a standard that I, I would love to be able to achieve someday. Anyway, but him and I have like been like stayed, we've stayed in contact ever since, you know, doing that episode. And I, we did an episode before and, you know, we've kind of been in contact periodically since then. But, you know, now we've been like texting a bunch, um, you know, and and he, he dude, I, I just don't even know. He, he said, he said, he texted me. He's like, dude, why don't you just come to Nashville and, uh, well, he's, he's just a little bit outside of Nashville. He's like, why don't you just come to Nashville? You can record your show at my studio and I will put your show out under the T lab media umbrella. And I'm just like, what are you for real? Oh man. So yeah. So part of this trip and part of going to Nashville is, you know, for all intents and purposes, the show is basically going to be produced by the last American vagabond. And, uh, yeah, so uh, you know, I got, I got, I got a lot, I got a lot of living up to do. So uh, we're about to hit like some next levels with the show, and I'm just like super stoked, super stoked, man. Like it. we're gonna be collaborating with Ryan out in Nashville, and uh, I feel like almost unworthy of such 
a blessing, but at the same time, I feel like we're going to knock it out of the park, man. Next level stuff, baby. Super excited, super excited. So, yeah, I'm just trucking along here through the south, and uh, I'll try and catch up with you guys, you know, in the next week or so. Um, hopefully do a stream from Float Fest, but if nothing else, I will be documenting the whole experience as much as I can and uh, getting as much out to you guys. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be it for today. Thank you so much. Some of you need to start thinking about what to say next live stream so you can call in. Uh, but anyway, guys, all right. So much love to all of you. So grateful for everything that we are doing in this world together. And uh, I will catch you soon. Peace.